Welcome to Set the Stage Podcast. Hi, I'm Margaret. I'm Jordan. And we're going to talk about theater. Huzzah. Per usual. As always. Um, Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's a lie because we're not recording on a Friday. Nope, it's a Tuesday. I don't, I don't think we've ever recorded on a Friday. <laughs> we have not. That's um, true. But it's a whole thing to remember to 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 greet you, the listeners, a happy Friday. My name is Margaret Boffman. She, her, hers. I am a director, dramaturg, and stage manager of new plays and musicals. I'm Jordan Prince. She, her, hers. And I am a director, collaborator, teaching artist. Wow. Working title. Working title per the last episode. Yes. That was a shoot the shit, not mm-hmm. the last interview. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to check in first? I hear you have a pop quiz. I do. Okay. Um, so I went to go see The Lion King, the live action one, and Margaret. Oh, the movie. The movie. For some reason, I wasn't I supposed to see that with you? You were, but I'm glad that you didn't because pop quiz, guess how many times I cried? Is it multiple choice? Um... On a scale of one to ten. I'll give you seven. Uh close. <laughs> Eight. Uh six. Wow. The answer is six. Okay. I cried great. six times. And having seen the movie a million times, you would have thought that I would have been immune, but nope. It got me. Got me good. Cried uh, uh all like those six times. separate times? Yes. And I don't understand emotions. Yeah, that's accurate. Um, <laughs> for reference, Moana, I cried eight times. And that's having never seen it. Lion King got me six times. Uh, mm, do you have a short answer as to um, why or what made you cry? Yes. Okay, so it is so realistic. It felt like the lions were, like, real lions were actually, like, going through the things that they do. I don't know if it's spoiling the Lion the King. Point. If I like say the plots, no. If people don't know the plot of the Lion King, that's their fault. Okay. Well, I cried during the first song. I cried literally. The sun rose, and I was in tears. (laughs) The circle of life. It was like nah, sobbing. Um, cried during then. I cried in the conversation with Mufasa and Simba after the elephant graveyard. I cried when Mufasa died. I cried when Simba took his throne. I cried at the end. I cried so like so many. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. I'm overwhelmed by this information. Yeah, I might name my next pet Simba or Nala. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Surprised that hasn't already happened. Yes, I know. Um, anyway, Marg, why don't you check in? Well, so we started to have this conversation uh, uh, here as friends, but then I decided it would be a good check-in. Um, we were trying to figure out which queer eye guy I am. And my first impulse was Bobby. I don't actually know why that was my first impulse, but that was my first impulse. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, maybe Karamo. I think we can definitively say not Tan, not Jonathan, not Antony. Correct. So I guess like uh, this can be a a collaborative check-in. What are your thoughts on this? I think you're a Bobby. Um, Why? Because uh, Bobby is a do-it-your-own-kind-of-guy. He is um, self-reliant. He also is someone that 
uh, for season one had a hard time acknowledging his feelings, um, mm. which you just said like <laughs> a minute and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> so all relevant. Um, it's hard to explain, but he's got this energy and this this personality that really fits who you are. But what's important is I am not an interior designer at all. Uh, maybe not interior designer, but you are pretty handy. I Yeah, okay, that's fair. And so is Bobby. All right, this has been great. Yes. Okay. What are we going to talk about today? Um, well, I think it would be really fascinating, Margaret, if we could check in on your uh, <laughs> freelance life. That you're going through right now. Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be hitting like, we've made it past 10 episodes. Yeah. And I think it's time to uh, check in and see how you're doing. Yeah. I'm realizing it will be a, almost three months since we recorded that first episode. That is a fact. Yes. There was uh, some time between when we recorded yeah, it. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when it premiered. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess, like, things are going fine. Uh-huh. Um, and by fine, like, in a lot of ways, I think uh, really well as far as, like, career and opportunities and, like, me being able to say yes to things I wouldn't have said yes to before. I think, like, those parts are really good. Um, As far as, like, time management and workload. That was my first question because let's reflect. Yeah, go ahead. That's my sound effect for <laughs> reflecting back. Sure, yeah. Um, once upon a time, you said that you were excited because now that you're doing the freelance life, you are just going to have so much more time. Is that true? Yes or no? Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely not. Great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I. it's funny that we have this podcast now and, like, really have, like, receipts of these conversations. Um, read them. Read them and weep. Oh uh, yeah, I um here's the thing about freelancing is um well, I don't even know like what the I don't even I don't think I know what the root cause is. Mm-hmm. But um you don't have set office hours. Sure. And you have to be at least I I feel as if I have to be working on a bunch of projects at once. Yeah, so financially, I wanted to accept enough jobs um, at like stipends that are high enough to in theory pay like a uh, air quotes livable wage mm-hmm. um, and that I am keeping as much of my savings in savings as possible and not just like blowing through that money and then in two months being like, uh, now what or whatever, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so with that said, um, there are some projects that I'm working on that are paying like good, reasonable money mm-hmm. as far as like to live on. Sure. Um, but it's definitely not enough money to just like do one project and be like, great, I'm doing it. Um, and I do think that at least for my foreseeable future, that is how it will be. Even projects that are more, um, more money um, are kind of like, maybe it's payment for a couple of months and then like, we're going to take a break until the next step, which is kind of a situation I'm in now mm-hmm. um, where like I have this project that is in theory going to pay me good money someday. That day is not yet today yeah. <laughs> um, because of like the development process of new work and the way that like um, 
just in order to book a space to do the show again, there is a waiting period because of like things being booked in advance. So right. all that is mostly to say that just like in order to be making um, a livable wage of some sort, you have to be doing several projects at a time. And it is more projects than I've ever been doing at a time, even though, which you're like, great, a good payoff or a good trade-off because no day job, but lots of time to do theater. Right. Something I'm realizing is how much theater work I did at my day job uh-huh. um, that I didn't feel like I was doing and that I didn't, that I still was like doing everything I needed to be doing there. But just the fact that like, I was able to like have my personal Gmail open all day and like quickly respond to things and then go back to my work email. Like that in itself took a lot of time out of my day. Now, if I'm in rehearsal or like today I was in auditions and then a rehearsal and now I'm here, um, my email is like very full because I have not really had time in between those things to mm-hmm. check my email. And while I'm in rehearsal directing a show or um, in auditions, watching people audition, like I'm not also keeping my email open and responding to things. So then at the end of the day, I end up having like a to-do list of admin work that is a million pages long. Right. So that ends up then being that like my days are fully booked with like typically at least two shows, either being like a production meeting and a rehearsal or like a tech and something else like auditions and a rehearsal um, that I'm like two projects per day plus all the admin work. Um, plus then also like still applying to more things for the future. Uh, which means what I have been doing is working every minute of every day, basically Mm -hmm. for the past three months. Um, and because there are no hours saying like, I don't have to respond to these emails after this time. Um, I have a hard time not doing that. I also think. I just, because I'm like trying to do the stuff and I'm trying to like prove on these projects that like I can, because they're projects more that I see like a future with rather than before I was doing more one-offy things that didn't have as much of a future. I'm trying to invest more to be like, I'm going to work on this project for longer and whatever future iterations there are. But also uh, that means that I am spending even less time being a person than I was before. Wow, how the tables have turned. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess the question is, are you happier now, though? Great question. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I, it's hard to say. Okay, that's fair. In some ways, yes, because I have been working on projects that I know are going to further my career, and I know more tangibly because of the things I've been able to say yes to, um, that they are going to further my career in a way that is closer and closer to the, um, like end goal, the proverbial dream. Yeah. Um, that said the actual day to day is, I have been very grumpy all the time and like have seen friends even less than usual. Like am really not like, not being good about responding to like friends, text messages or whatever. And like have not been making time for personal time to just like chill and watch Netflix or whatever. It's like when I say I'm like working all day, it's like compulsive. 
I am emailing until I fall asleep on my computer, which I've done, I would say, 50% of the nights since quitting my job. That's Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then waking up and, like, doing it again. Yeah. I've also been, like, staying up way later than I did before because I, like, am, like, yeah, I'm just going to finish this and work until 4 a.m. Um, and then, and that's fine because I don't have to get up at 7 a.m. to go to my office job, but I still have to be up by, like, 10 a.m. to go to rehearsal or whatever. Right. Or, like, I need to get these, like, things done before I go to rehearsal. And so... uh in some ways, like the routine of the day job was keeping me on a better schedule, I think, than what I am currently doing a good job of keeping myself on. Yeah. Which is 100% on me, mm-hmm. like for sure. Sure. But also I don't know how to uh, be working enough projects to like make enough money and to like keep, keep, thing, keep the balls rolling or whatever, you yeah. know, um, and, and not do that. So that's, I also like had signed on to a bunch of stuff and like per an episode that aired a while ago, didn't quit some things that I said I like, uh, yes. maybe should. <laughs> and I ended up, I said in that episode, like, I think I'm going to have to quit something because, or like drop something because it's too much. And I ended up just like really finessing the schedules and not doing that. Um, and I think that I kind of got over the hump that was kind of the first wave of things that I booked. Cause I booked things, you know, months in advance and then they were happening and then I was like, well, it's too late now. Um, and so now I've kind of learned from that first wave of projects and think that I learned soon enough that this kind of like second wave will be a little bit later. Um, and now the real question is like how to figure out how to make sure that I still have enough income to have this be sustainable and not just blow through my savings. And like I just had to buy a laptop, which was a lot of money I wasn't expecting. Like, you know, like almost two months rent, right. um, which dug into those savings that I was planning to use to pay rent in case like I didn't have enough jobs. So that's all that. I think the other big question I'm trying to figure out is how to set boundaries both for myself and other people. Cause I do think I've also encountered other people being like, Oh, you're freelance. Like you can do this whenever. And, or like you can respond to this email quickly because you're not at your day job, whatever. And that's actually fully the opposite of like sure, 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 sure. What has been the reality? Yeah. So, yeah. What are some of the positives that you're taking away from this time that you have just been freelancing? I think like definitely a positive is that I have been able to take on projects that I hadn't been able to before, and in some way like prove that I can do them or something Mm -hmm. Um, and like have been able to be in rooms that I would not be able to be in uh, if I were in an office Mm -hmm. in the daytime. Yeah. So that is a positive. I know that uh, way back when, when we did the first episode to talk about your freelance life, Mm -hmm. um, I asked you questions about... um, what advice you have for people who are considering it. And I'm going to ask you the same question again of what advice do you have for people who are considering the freelance life, having done it for uh, many, many months now? I think start slow. Interesting. And build and figure out how much you can take on rather than being like, my schedule's wide open and these things fit into it. So I'm going to do it. That's 
such a um, 180 from what you have said prior. To what, say yes to everything? Yeah. What has gotten you to that point of saying that? Well, I think I just... Uh, obvious... Well, it's kind of like, mm, don't do as I do, do as I say sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I always know that like, I have proven to myself time and time again that... I can stay up till 4 a.m. and then wake up at 7 and just do all the things that make it work. And I know for myself that, like, I can do that for a long period of time. Eventually, I will crash absolutely 100%. It is not good for me, and it is not good that I do that. Mm-hmm. That said, I do it. Uh-huh, right. And, uh, but it, but I don't recommend doing that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Part of me is, like, I, in some ways, you ha- maybe have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also don't. So my advice is don't do as I do, do as I say, which is to not do that. Yes. I follow you. Yeah. It's not good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But other than that, like, I don't think I have a lot of advice right now. Um, I mean, I think the biggest things I've learned is like, you have to be even more more organized than I realized with like your calendar and things like your email and like whatever because you really are your like own business manager on top of then like doing whatever the actual work is you're doing. Mm-hmm. The admin, the amount of admin work is just like atrociously large. Right. In order to like just like be maintaining the relationships with the folks that you are doing jobs with and like whatever. Um, and so like calendar management and like keeping up on your emails and stuff like that, like that is that to me, like, honestly, that is, I think part of why like a negative is that so much of my time and my job feels like it's that. And the time that I actually get to be in the room doing the thing feels like so much smaller Yeah, in some way. But I think that's also just the thing. Right. So what steps are you looking to take to regain a sense of um, work-life balance, if steps at all? In theory, I would like to figure out um, a semblance of office hours so that I can tell myself that this is time that I'm off and I'm going to have a Friday night or whatever. And whether it's on Friday night or on Tuesday night, whatever, um, I have to figure that out. Because the other thing is that all the days have just felt the same. I feel no, like, I f- have never in my life felt less of a, a an idea of what day is Monday and what the date is. Sure. Then now. Um, all the days just feel like a day and they could be any date. And like, my concept of that has just gone out the window. It's like summertime when you were back in high school of like summer, there are no days. It's just one big summer block. <laughs> yeah. Except instead of being on a break here on work all the time, all the time. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think is how to create for myself some sort of time off or like notate that time. And then I have to like hold myself accountable for that um, which maybe means finding people to help me hold myself accountable for that. Just like knowing myself. <gasps> Can I be someone who holds you accountable? Sure. Yay. I have to figure out what that is. But I also, part of that is understanding like the amount of work that I actually need to be do or like time 
what is the time that I can be condensing and spending? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because that is something I think I'm still gaining a sense of. Yeah, it's important to have like non-work time. Is it? Yes, Marvin. <laughs> yes, it is. I think science, anyone would tell you that yes, it is important to have. Yeah, I also, oh yeah, I've just been taking really bad care of myself. Like I have not been sleeping. I have not been eating, like not in a disastrous way, but just like I have no, because my schedule is so different every day and I've been keeping weird hours. I just like the meal schedule is just completely out the window. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of times I'll eat at like, like, if I'm home for most of the morning, I probably won't eat until like one, even if I wake up at nine. Cause I yeah. just like am glued to my, I'm like doing so much. Um, and then, uh, which is, I don't, I probably don't have to be, but I feel like I do, which sure. is, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the problem. Um, and then I'll eat like a bigger meal at like one and then I'll maybe eat at like midnight. I have a lot to say about that, but it's all things that you know. Wrong. Yes, these are we are sharing my mistakes so other people can learn from them. Do as she says, not as she does. Yeah. So that is also I'm trying to figure out how to make that a better schedule. Which is it's okay to like figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also feel like it's hard because my days are more random in that like um like I've teched like six shows in the past two months, and so like during that time, like anytime I'm in tech, you know, like your schedule gets thrown off a bit just because you end up working more hours and you're up later and whatever. Um, yeah. And so like also having that be more frequent has thrown me off. Yeah. But do you, but you feel like you are making the strides towards where you want to be? Yes. I have very tangible, uh, obvious, clues that I am making good progress career-wise, but, and I think the trade-off I have to figure out, and I would assume other people have to figure out if they are in the same situation, is like, what, to what point do you do those things? And like, where can you say like, these things are happening and I'm also going to be a person? Because that line for me, I can't see it. It's not, it's, sometimes it's not that I don't want to see it. It's that I really am not sure. That's what my question was going to be is like, are you, do you know where the line is or are you choosing not to see it? Cause I think it's really easy to just choose not to see where that line is. I would say that, um, a day to day, there are probably times where I am choosing not to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, like times I'm in tech or like tech adjacent, I am like, I know where the line is. I'm overstepping it because it's tech and I want this production to do well and I'm going to do extra things. Right. I, the other days, like, I don't, I, I don't think I know where the line is. And I don't, I don't know that I've ever known where the line is. And it's been hidden more because it's been masked in like have to have survival job plus mm -hmm. be affording my theater career, which like, to me, I was like, that is rational. Um, but now I'm not sure. I know that we have said in previous episodes uh, the importance of like finding the why behind why you're doing theater and why you're doing this. Has your perception of why you're doing this changed throughout your freelance experience or is it just fueling that why even more to get you to the end goal? I do think it's more the latter. I think like it has being more, more involved in all of these things has made me feel even more how much like I want to infiltrate 
commercial theater, et cetera. And like infiltrate and produce, <laughs> and produce work that I care about. And right. that I think like is important for the world rather than, um, fuck Tootsie. So, um, <laughs> so I think like in that way, and I think having a sense of like getting closer to doing that mm-hmm. has made me feel even more like, oh, it is more reachable now it feels in some way. And so like, or like with each day it feels more reachable. So I have to keep going and push to that because like there is some hope there that like I can get in and fuck shit up, you know? Wow. You're such an inspiration. No. <laughs> fuck shit up, Mark, is your new... Oh, yeah. I'm always trying to fuck shit up. <laughs> it's my number one goal. I love it. And um, I have not been on a single date or talked to anyone in any sort of flirty way um, since quitting my day job. And how does that make you feel? Sad. <laughs> Literally have not even... It has not been in any way, shape, or form a thing in my life at all. And one of the things I had told my day job friends was like, oh, yeah, once I quit my day job, I'm going to have so much time to date. And um, I have absolutely failed at that. So so send your dating recs over to <laughs> Margaret's um, email, which you can find online. But they have to also be workaholics, probably, or just find that I am and that I'll talk to them once a month or via email is best. Yeah, via email is the only way I feel like I can contact you at this point. It's absolutely the best way. I will respond to my email faster than I'll respond to a text any day. That is true. I did ask you a question on um, what a couple of days ago about what your uh, favorite Taylor Swift song was from the new album, and I didn't get a response until three days later. So, <laughs> uh-huh. But I have definitely contacted you in a business sense for this podcast. You have <laughs> indeed, 100%, which is why we love you. Yeah. Um. Also, in case anyone's wondering, my favorites are um, Man, obviously, uh, Paper Rings, I Forgot That You Existed, and London Boy, (laughs) (laughs) a guilty favorite. (laughs) As someone who's not heard any of the music yet, I'm very excited to dig deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, I... I (laughs) This is personal. We could cut this movie. No, keep it forever. What is it? I actually, I was thinking earlier today, I think I actually sent this in a text message to, um, to Abby, who previously was on this podcast, um, and said that I love paper rings, but I wish I had someone to sing it about. (gasps) No. So that's how dating's going in the freelance world. (laughs) In conclusion... In conclusion, and if you say quit theater, quit theater, I will become a lawyer. She with a pillow. But what I think we have learned here. Oh, in conclusion, we've learned that I am really well set for what I understand to be the work life balance of lawyers. Okay, <laughs> you're so upset. <laughs> I'm not. Great. Well, if you have any dating recommendations for Margaret. You want to send her your, you know, the people that you know, you think that someone would fit really good with what Margaret's looking for, send us an email. That's the best form of communication. Yeah, that is how I will respond the quickest. Even to the, I'm more likely to respond to the set the stage email faster than I am to a text message. And what is that email? Set the stage podcast at gmail.com. Ah, excellent. Or you can send us these people via... DM on either Twitter or Instagram at Set the Stage Podcast. Yep. Do it. Cool. Double dog dare you. I guess we'll uh, see you next Friday. See you then. 
Bye. Bye. <laughs>